Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Phil Dunkelberger. Phil Dunkelberger is the CEO of Knock Knock Labs and has spent more than 30 years in the technology field. From the advent of the local area network and PCs to the creation of the standalone security market, he has seen the impact of big ideas that have revolutionized the industry. Before the formation of Knock Knock Labs, Mr. Dunkelberger served as the CEO of PGP Corporation until Symantec acquired the company in 2010. Over seven years, he built the company into the leader in the enterprise data protection market. Prior to founding PGP Corporation, Mr. Dunkelberger served as the entrepreneur-in-residence at Dahl Capital Management, president and CEO of Embark, a SaaS-based IT infrastructure provider for the education market, president and chief operating officer of Vantive Corporation, a vendor of enterprise CRM software. He also held senior management positions with Symantec, Apple Computer, and Xerox Corporation. Well, good afternoon, Phil. Welcome to the show. It's great to be with you this afternoon. Absolutely, Phil. Thanks again. And I'm glad we're connected now. And technology is not always, uh, it's its one of those necessities, but at the same time, it's a love-hate relationship. And, and, you know, you and I both get it, right? So let's just jump right into the questions, Phil. You've got quite a career as an advisor, board member, leader, just everything. And now you're the CEO of Knock Knock Labs. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Uh, I'll take the in reverse order if I could. What inspires me is really uh, in the technology space, trying to solve problems that most of us share. And in the case of Knock Knock Labs, we're trying to eliminate friction for people using devices. In other words, how can we remove people's login, let's say the pesky passwords from people and get to something faster, easier, better. So what inspires me is really solving problems with technology that people share and ultimately, hopefully, making their lives faster, better, easier when using technology. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so, Phil, we're going to jump into this thing we were just talking about before we got started here is this pandemic. You know, everybody's had to pivot, had to innovate, had to shift. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Well, I think there's there's two points I would make of, of relevancy. One is, are we staying close to our customers? Relevancy to us in a business is really how can we help our customers achieve what their goals were when they initiated a relationship with us. So that's point number one. Secondly, the relevancy is are my people, you know, being heard when they go through this because their shared experience is as important as what we're doing for the customers. So um, we do a lot of meetings and talking about what we're feeling and thinking. Um, it's different when you're a collaborative environment to be doing it remotely. Uh, but it's, it's really the relevancy, I think, is a lot about staying focused on the mission that we're on. And then how can I help my team really be uh, as remote as they are still close in both thought and action? That's awesome. And at, at, at what I hear in this message, Phil, is you're taking care of your people, whether it's your customer, your employees. And I think that's awesome at the, at the foundation of everything, especially during a, a challenging time where people are really having this uh, cabin fever and, and uh, you've seen all over the, the news, the cases of depression, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you for sharing that. And Phil, let's talk a little bit about my favorite thing. Uh, I'm a technologist, CTO, CIO. Could you uh, tell us about your maybe new emerging tech you might be leveraging in your tech stack and where do you see its benefits being applied? Yeah, back to the the idea that we came up with. If, if you look at my career path, since I 
we'll go back to that for a second. It's always been, it seems, around new technologies. I was with Xerox when we introduced the whole idea of mice windows interface, the whole idea of tiles on a big screen, laser printing on a network, networking disparate computers together. So kind of what we call common architecture today. I started with that when, you know, we were in the mainframe business basically in the world. And the evolution of computing over time uh, has been something that's always been very interesting to me. And one of the key areas has always been uh, the idea of how do we make things just simply easier? You know, going from a command line type entry, which somebody like yourself is good at, versus some people in the office environment that might not have been good. Having autocorrect and word processing capability were all big breakthroughs for people as they learn to use new tools. And that, you, you fast forward 40, 50 years, one of the big issues that was a holdover from that era was the whole idea of entering a username and password. And as you well know, doing that on a small screen of any you know size in your hand becomes very cumbersome. And it becomes even more cumbersome that the user interface is bad, but then the user experience that follows it might be bad. So how could we take, as I said earlier, friction out of people by eliminating one usernames and passwords, but making it easier for the user experience to be better? So an example of that would be simply, how do I log in easier, get my credit, essentially my entitlements of credit using a credit card over the phone done automatically, having an order placed and getting confirmation on my small screen that that was all done in as few keystrokes as possible. And then moving on, getting out and, and getting on with my life. And that's the idea of, of what we did in building this protocol, new technology uh, that is known as FIDO, Fast Identity Online. We invented the protocol. We made it part of now it'll be in every browser by the middle of 2021. And it will allow relying parties, you know, think of anybody that's providing a service, whether it's a bank or an e-commerce vendor or, uh, you know, a medical situation where they can give you strong easy authentication of yourself, allow you to complete the uh, desired outcome as fast and easy as possible, and then get you out and let you know that the transaction was completed, all with maybe a swipe of a finger or a selfie, or just by doing something like saying pay with PayPal. That's simple to get transactions done globally. And now it's a worldwide standard to the W3C. And now the exciting thing for me is seeing what cool things um, people like yourself and your business will come up with if they can use this capability. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And we're make, not only making it seamless, making that customer experience really the ultimate experience, but at the same time, securing um, that data or that connection or that those credentials. So I appreciate that. And Phil, let's, let's last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or leadership? I think one of the key things I learned a while ago to that to answer that question has been you got to forget what you know. And so much of what we try to do driving a car is driving 90 miles an hour, especially in the tech space, looking out the rearview mirror. And that is because we, we come, become victims of what we know. And the world is changing around us so rapidly. Unanticipated noise in the machine uh, comes up all the time. Your life gets in the way of your work. The pandemic gets in the way of our lives, living our lives. And these are things that are out of our control. And a lot of times we respond out of rote responses. And one of the big things that I remember reading in um, 
a great sociologist book out of UCLA that Don Juan, a Yaki way of knowledge was, uh, a gentleman was asking this very knowledgeable Indian character in the book of how do I become a man or woman of knowledge? And the answer was, you got to forget what you know. And that lifelong learner has been, you know, a, a mark in my 40 year career of, boy, it's really, really something when you learn something new. And it actually is the antithesis of things you knew. That enlightenment is really, really exciting. And I think that if we can really look at how do I get up every day and learn something new or be open to learning something new, it really changes our outlook on a lot of different things. That's awesome, Phil. I appreciate your, your share on that, especially that your career has spanned uh, such, uh, you know, a time frame, and you've been exposed to the different uh, technologies and see have seen things change. Just not only on the tech side, but on the people side. So that's that's so important today. And you're right, staying curious and and learning uh, as you as time goes on is most important. So thanks again. And Phil, I just want to let you know it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. I've been great for the few minutes we've got to chat, and hopefully the things that I've imparted in this cock are helpful to the listeners today. So my best to all of them and be safe out there. Bye for now. Bye.